morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! This is Corolla Digital. A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it, then let A show you how. Ace on the house. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. We're going to get, get it, it on. Strummer oh, uh, in studio. Yes. Ace on the house. It's right man. here, right now. How's your bathroom blooming? Wow. Well, my, my tile was delivered uh, to the shop. I'm going to pick her up. I got to, you know, they sell these blanks, which is what they refer to as pre glued up countertops made of composite mm-hmm. in multiple colors You're so you don't have pre, to what's you don't pre-glued have, up so man. like you know the edging is done right you get oh, your oh, inch right. and a half edge right, lip and right. that comes with a six inch backsplash right, right. all you have to do is cut out the the sink yeah right? so what people 450 bucks for one of those for an eight foot eight counter footer? yep caesar stone yep I mean, I don't. It's, I don't think it's Caesar, but it's some, some competitor. Com- yeah, composite, but like, come on, man, that's like nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. Um, so they used to sell blanks. I mean, in a in a in a, in, the, in the good news department, like I said, you'd go to the Home Depot back in the day. They had counter blanks. Right. They were fake wood laminate with Correct. that weird rounded bullnose thing on the front. Yes, sir. And or you could get them in white sometimes, yeah. and then you'd cut them on the on site and put them together and it was for shitty apartments and right. then you'd put in a shitty faucet yeah. you know and, and live it, a shitty life and live a with horrible shitty fucking camelous existence <laughs> yes but now you go to home depot and they yeah. have nice fixtures yeah. and nice blanks yeah. like caesar stone or caesar stone adjacent yeah. stuff yeah and uh you gotta you gotta put it you got to put it in your shelf. Now, you got to drop the sink in or you do the undermount sink. Yeah. So you got to cut that. Yeah, with my guy, my guy, I, I just take him. I take the blank with the markings. Uh huh. My guy, my fabrication guy does each opening for 400 bucks. 400 bucks an opening. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so in other words, so then, or what's he doing? Is he, he's cutting the circle out and then polishing the inside edge. 
is he and doing hole, a, drilling holes for widespread faucets? Is he doing a diamond thing for the straightaways and a router for the curves? I would assume so. Yeah, uh, I don't. I've never watched them cut the circles out. I don't actually know. I would assume it must be a grinder of some sort and with a diamond blade. I'd say it'd be a finish saw for the straightaways. I mean, that's for the, how yeah, I would for do that it. they run it through a big ass water cut saw that can handle slab. Uh huh. But for circles on a yeah. sink, I think they're just cutting it out. I would assume freehand with a grinder and then polishing it. I think they must have some kind of carbide router I, thing I, for yeah. the for the radius stuff. I hope. But uh, and then and and if and, and if you're doing it in the kitchen, then they do the forty five for the for the inside corners. That's right. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. That's right. Do they uh, on the inside corners and or outside corners on a Caesar stone thing like that? Not that that comes up very often. Yeah. Uh, do they they don't biscuit it or dowel it or anything? No. It, do they adhe- they put they, they just do bondo with color basically. Uh-huh. Is all they do. They don't. They don't do they, an they adhesive. Do, they do type adhesive bed? onto the plywood generally, right? And then if you have an undermount sink, you route out the plywood. Yeah, so but are you on a on a corner? Yeah, they are you putting adhesive on the corners? Ju- no, they, they just, just butt it, butt it, and then they they throw some bondo that's colorized with right. different pigments to right. match the stone. You're saying bondo was probably epoxy. I think it's like an epoxy bondo y kind uh-huh. of a thing. I'm not sure what material. But you're not going to do that because you're doing a bathroom countertop. I'm doing right? that because I'm doing a 45 in the corner. It's a, it's oh, you a are? counter that, you know. Oh, you sofa. are? Yeah. You know, oh, okay. It's his and her, Mrs. Stromer and I, you know. Yeah. She gets her own sink, finally. I wonder how true that 90 is in that corner. It's not because mm. it's my house. It's yeah. shit. <laughs> 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 nothing true there no except my love for my child that's right and uh and that's my daughter because the other two are a bunch of ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> feel you so uh so you're working on your own bathroom your tile yeah. what tile are you going with well i'm doing a uh i'm glad you asked that adam carolla yeah i'm doing a uh two and a half by eight brick mm-hmm. that's sort of a bluey hand painted looking bluey green Two and a half. Yeah. So by eight. Thin and long. Is that long. like kind of Euro? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to set it traditionally, but but I'm doing- Are you going to stack it or are you going to offset it? I'm going to stack it. I'm, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to offset it. Oh, okay. But here's the thing. I'm going to play around with my stack, with my offset. I don't know if I'm going to go 50% on each tile or if I'm going to go a third. I don't know yet. That's the thing about you. I change it up. Your, mest- your mystery. <laughs> and is, is two and a half- Feels like feels metric to me. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, when I hear kind there. of odd numbers, I yeah. always think euro and metric. Yeah, I, I I don't think this is euro, but I just said two and a half because that's what I read on the back of the. Oh, okay. Thing. So it says two and a half yeah. inches. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't say uh, sixty-six no, millimeters. It does not. But I have like I have I for I for what is it for went I I foregone. Mm-hmm. Tram. I told you that last time. I'm not yeah. doing it. I'm Schluter. doing Schluter. Nice. Schluter! Schluter! Yeah. All right. Uh, spent, I see. spent the last uh, week in the Tarzana Hospital with with the dear my dear old mom. Oh, how old is your she's dear old like mom? She's like 3,000 years old and wow. will never die because she's got everything wrong. But she, you know, like the, at the end of Terminator when the hand comes out of the fire and she's mm-hmm. back again. Yeah. She just keeps coming. That's your is she in her 90s? She's 90, man. She uh, just turned 90. Mm. So she's fine. She just had a little bout. Wow. But the hospital, 
take me out. I'm oh. not doing it. I can't do it. Yeah. The triage, the ER man at, at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, whoo, that's yeah. a bad place to be. No, I I I agree. I'm yeah. so bad at that. How shit. are we going out? What do you want to do? You want to do me? A, you want to do a tanker over a guardrail together and just laugh? I was thinking something in a dune buggy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because it flips so rapidly forward, right? Maybe you get decapitated. Oh, I'll tell you what I... Uh, no, I'll tell you how I want to go. Yeah. This is the way to go. Yeah. The most manly way to go. That's right. I found out the other day that Tim Hortons of Tim Horton Donuts in, yeah, in sure. Canada, uh-huh. coffee, and yeah. ex-professional hockey player. That's right. Went out in a Pantera. No. That's the most manly way to die. How'd he do it? On his own or an accident? Quote, uh, unquote, unquote, accident. Gary can look it up, but he was in a Pantera, you know, driving in Canada. Wow. Probably hit a little black ice. Black ice. That That's probably uh, somewhere up, outside of Saskatchewan. That that car does not handle well. No, it doesn't. Uh, it's got a light front end and a heavy lump in the rear with is, the American is, V8 in I it. Am I crazy or is it strangely similar to the DeLorean design-wise? Doesn't it have the same sort of angles a bit? Yeah, it's, a, it's slabby yeah. that way. Yeah. Gary's showing us a picture of Pantera's in front of Tim Hortons. I don't know if he had a Pantera meet over Ooh, there or whatever, but geez. yeah. He went, it was bad. Yeah, and did he have a friend with him? No, he was alone. He was driving through snow 100 miles back to Buffalo. I knew it. He was drunk, and when they found him, he had ejected and was hundreds of feet from the car, and they found a half-full bottle of vodka as well. Yeah, That's good business. So what you're saying, you you drink to inability to drive, and then hit the black storm, go down. Absolutely the worst car you can drive in a snowstorm. I I did the snowy math. I didn't even know the story. I just did Canada, Pantera, ice. Ex-hockey guy, maybe some brain trauma. Yeah, and uh, but I'm Drinking going. Pain away. I'm going like Tim Horton. Oh. he played 24 seasons in the league. After his death, his wife sold their interest in Tim Hortons to the, their business partner for one million dollars. Wow, 4,600 locations today. That's a bad deal. <laughs> oh my god! What year did he? A uh, one million dollars. Upon Horton's death in 1974, his business partner Ron Joyce bought out the Hortons family shares for a million dollars and took over as sole owner of the existing chain, which at the time had 40 stores. Later expanded to 4,600 stores in Canada alone by 2013. Wow. And, the, and the wife probably said something to the effect of, "I got a great deal, eh?" Now here's yeah. here's where here's where it gets a little dicey. Is apparently Horton's widow. Uh, got frustrated in the 90s and tried to sue and lost. Oh, uh, however, Joyce's son, Joyce was the person who bought the interest, Ron Joyce Jr., is married to Horton's eldest daughter. No! Whoa! Oh, so the money's in the pipeline. I guess, but the mom apparently got... This sounds like Dallas or Falcon Crest. Apparently yeah. The daughter, <laughs> the daughter wised up and decided to link up with the dude who had bought yeah. the super successful business. Mama was not stoked on that and tried to take him to court. Now, lost. do we think... Tried to take him to court. Tried to take the Joyce gentleman, oh. the father oh. who had who had purchased Well, do we think Joyce... This is how I'm going did, out. Did Joyce know, do you think, that he was getting the deal of a lifetime? Do you really think at that point would he have known that this thing was worth the money and could franchise to 4600 I mean... What do you think? In 1974, Maybe. a million bucks was a million bucks. Yeah, that's I a mean, lot that, of money. Was a, that was a thing. Now it's sure. a 
fixer upper ranch in Valley Village, right? Yeah, but that's right. Fucking million bucks in 1974. And how much profit is a, a donut shop clearing? There are only 40 of them. Million yeah, bucks take you a I, while. I'm assuming that she had some sort of financial guy, you know, kind of vet it. They probably went back and forth a little. And right. She probably felt pretty good about the million bucks. I mean, look, I think it was. I'll think of his name, the uh, drummer from Pink Floyd, you know, when he was telling me he bought his Ferrari GTO that is now worth $80 million. No. Nick Mason? Nick Mason. Sorry. Wait, are you kidding me? A car for $80 million? That's what that thing's worth? Yes. Wow. A Mercedes-Benz race car just sold for uh, $135 bucks. Wow. Yeah, you sound like my mom. Well... But anyway, I kind of yeah. look like her too. A little. Nick, Nick Mason. Uh, <laughs> Is that I, it? You can look it up. But I, I, I was with Nick Mason in, in Goodwood in England, and I think he paid like 85K for that car. 35,000 oh. pounds. 35,000 pounds. So 50K or, or 40K and whatever the pound was. And what, like late 80s? 1965. Uh, wait, uh, hold he on. He bought, he bought it in 78 as a founding member of Pink. Yeah. 78. Bought, bought in 78. 78. Is he still around, this gentleman? Yeah. And I, do they, do he and Roger Waters have a relationship? I didn't ask. I've focused on the car. All right. I'm just focused on the rock. I've also focused on. <laughs> Interviewing the guy who drove the car yeah. in the in the Goodwood race, yeah. whose name th- this guy's like named Nick Mason, yeah. and the guy his his jockey his gun for hire who yeah. drives his eighty million dollar car, yeah. he's a French driver named like Nick Masson. No way! I swear to God, <laughs> I, I, I was like I thought I was going to go interview Nick Mason, yeah, but I was yeah. interviewing Nick Masson. Oh my lord! It was a delight, and I talked to Nick Mason as well. Uh, yeah, he bought that car in the 70s for $42,000. And that was probably extravagant as hell then, right? Well, this brings us back to Tim Horton. Gotcha. Whatever he paid for that car in, what did you say, 74? 78. 78. That's what the car was worth at that time. Do you think that it's you, worth you $80 million? You can't go back and sue somebody. Is it worth $80 million now, though, really? Or is it just art? It's All right, different, different websites are disagreeing. This one says it was 77 and it was 37,000 pounds instead of 35. So we're in the yeah, ballpark. Yeah, well, now you gotta you got to back that extra 2,000 pounds yeah. out of the 100,000 pounds yeah. that it's worth. And now we got a little different. No, we don't. Yeah, same thing. It's uh, 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 It's... Oh, it's not the 100,000 pounds. It's the 100 million pounds. Right. It's, it's worth now. Right. Now, I don't know, Gary. If you So people can speculate as to what that car's worth, and a lot of it has to do with history and Lamar history and blah, blah, blah. But In 2013, I, the gentleman named Paul Papillardo, uh, I believe, sold his, his GT, 250 GTO for 53. That was eight? That was nine years ago. All right. Ten years ago. Let me it's ask you, worth $80 million. Let me ask you a question. I just watched that Barrett-Jackson auction on TV a couple of nights ago. Yeah. Do they push the car in neutral, or they, they don't start them up and drive them up onto the thing to show them and then drive them away, right? Sometimes they do, but oftentimes they push them. Okay. And how do you know that the cars sound? Do you just know, or what? what are you doing? Does it even matter? It doesn't matter at that point? Well, it, different different cars, you know. Yeah. If you're buying, 
Nick Mason's Ferrari GTO for 80 million bucks. I mean, you'd look at it, but it, it wouldn't really matter if it needed a head gasket it would, no. or water pump gasket or something. It's not going to blow the deal, huh? Your like, brake pads are ruined. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much about the car's history. I see. All right. And I don't know if you can find out the history of uh, Nick Mason. You know you're hanging around with rich guys. Yeah. I got a rich guy friend named Chip who's in Monterey or whatever, and we're sitting down at luxury garage or whatever, and they'll do that thing where it's like, yeah, so-and-so sold his uh, GTO yeah. for $53 bucks, and then they'll look over at his GTO, and he'll go, this one's quite a bit better. <laughs> The GTOs were all produced between 62 and 64. They were sold for 6,000 pounds each. Jeez. And Nick Mason's, did that have history? That's the question. So now, the difference between a $50 million GTO and an $80 million GTO is one ran Lamar. And the I other see. Did. Okay. See, uh, so it's, it's like running horse thoroughbreds. The winners are the ones that are praised, obviously. Yes. It's a horse is a horse, but the ones that win the big races are the ones. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right. Remember Mr. Ed? I just sang the theme. Did so. I tell you about Mr. Ray Walsh? I was on a soap in the 80s called Santa Barbara. Ray Walsh. Are you shitting me? No. Because when you were... It, it, <laughs> this is so weird. This is weird. I'll tell you why this is weird. Why? Because when you were talking about Falcon Crest yeah, and yeah, Knott's yeah. Landing, That's right. I was thinking Santa Barbara. That's right. And then I thought, yeah, just let him talk. Like, <laughs> but I thought, oh, yeah, and then there's Santa Barbara. And I was like, ah, let him yeah, yeah. finish his, right, his thought. But right. the Santa Barbara yeah. just popped into my head. Big, big time. Ray Walston was on the show as the teacher of our classroom. And fresh off of Fast Times? I think it was fresh off of Fast Times around that time. And what, what he would do, with his, he would bring his wife and she would read him novels in the dressing room. And then when it was time for him to come onto the stage, you'd be walking down the hallway going to your, your set. And all of a sudden you'd see the elevator doors open and Ray Walston would like come out of the elevator on a bicycle as if he had a full head of steam and then ride the bicycle and they would time it and open the doors to the stage and he'd ride onto the set. Really? It was really interesting. Um, you know what his first big sitcom was? My Favorite Martian. My Favorite Mar- Yes. Huh? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, since we're talking about uh, cars, let me yeah. tell you about O'Reilly. Yeah! Oh, Riley Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right. Well, I want to thank these guys for uh, coming on board. We love O'Reilly. And, uh, yeah, you don't think I love cars. I love cars. I was down at Goodwood talking to uh, Mason about his uh, Ferrari GTO. It's it's up on the Internet somewhere. We put it up there. Anyway, O'Reilly's got his uh, O Rewards bonus points all month. That is this month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can shop in store. You can go online, get points, get rewards sent straight to your phone or your inbox. Get two, three, four times bonus points as well on select purchases. It'll get you to the next reward even faster. You get five bucks. You get a $5 reward for every 150 O Rewards points. So you get your good parts and you save. And if you already have an O Rewards uh, membership and uh, you're not receiving your rewards, it will just add your email or mobile phone number and get 10 bucks worth of reward or 10 bucks reward for updating 
your existing account. Sign up. It's quick and easy at O'ReillyAuto.com, or you can do it in store. O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, these theme songs are really underestimated, and the composers are undervalued, because it's amazing you know who all did? of us knew this. Yeah. Quincy Jones did the O'Reilly Auto No, Parts. he did not. Yes, he did. You know what? We my my, my daughter and I are. <laughs> right, I'm my, just yeah, my daughter. I don't and I, know that he didn't. No, he might have. My daughter. Have. My daughter and I are driving down the street yesterday, and she goes, "Oh my god!" And then she looks at me and goes, "Call Powell Electric. We'll fix it." And then I put my fist out. She put hers on, and we bumped fists mm-hmm. in a flash. Yeah, big time. That's a 16 year old girl that never watches TV. Somehow she knows the theme. That's why they make them. That's right. Nick, all right. Nick Mason. Mason's Nick Mason's red and blue GT was originally shipped to Jacques Swatter's Esquire Franco Champs Racing Team. Came in third at the 1962 24 Hours du Mans, which I assume is French for 24 of Le Mans. Uh huh. You must have that's, spent some that's time. That's what I've got hey, so far. He's, he said that most of his cars have race history, but he, uh-huh. I have not found any further elaboration beyond that. That it was. Race and I assume that's twenty four hours of Le Mans. Gary, you right. clearly worked at a creperie because your fucking French is <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Wait, how do God. they spell Le Mans? Because Le Mans is French. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah, like Le Mans. Uh, that's what I'm surprised by too. Hold on, I'll zoom in for you. And there are a couple other twenty four <laughs> Dumont. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that I, I think it came in third. It's got history. That's that's what I'm saying. I'll tell you so. what's got history is that cat playing Dark Side of the Moon in a yeah. fucking stadium in Chicago in 1980. What was it, 75 or something? I saw that concert. Soldiers, Oh, come on. Big animals floating across the stadium at Cubs Park. That, Unbelievable. Wait, was that the wall? I think it was an- Animals, was oh, it called? Yeah. Maybe? God, All it right. was good. We have uh, questions. Oh, interesting. Emails. Huh. 24 Hours of Le Mans is the English version. In French, it is, 20, it is what we saw. Oh, all right. Even though the town is called Le Mans. Came in third overall, I guess. In seems, that seems as such. All right. History. It's a beautiful car. It is. Have you driven that one before? Not that specifically, but that that model? No, I have not driven a, a Ferrari GTO because I think there's only 34 of them produced. Maybe 37. I can't remember. But, um, and whoever has one understands they're worth 50 million bucks and they're not going <laughs> to, Hey Adam, some, you want to try my car? Jack off from Valley village, do donuts in the parking lot of their mansion. Uh, no, but they do drive them and they do race them. Do they really? Jeez. Oh yeah. Well, what, what's the, what's the, I mean, what if they crash? What do you do to this thing? They, uh, I mean, Gary probably can find Ferrari GTOs racing at the Goodwood Revival and maybe crashing or getting fucked up. And um, you get out an English wheel and you fix the aluminum bodywork or whatever you have Ah, to, you fix it. Does that change the value? Does it plummet in price if the collector car goes down like that or no? I would say if you really balled one up yeah. and had to really like replace a lot of panels and stuff, yeah. it, it would hurt it. But it's also helped if you get out and campaign the car and, and show the car. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of a. Maybe it's like a, a battle scar almost. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a, 
a Ferrari GTO. I don't know if it crashes or not, but this is a slightly different Beautiful model car, of a Ferrari GTO. I love this uh, model GTO. Uh, I don't know if Gary's got it or not, but uh, I've been to Goodwood, and these guys crash <clears throat> these cars. I don't know if it's a crash or not. Right. It's, it's not highlighted. Wow. Pick it up on the list. There's the... 1964, the later Bosch version of the GTO Ferrari. That's um, Pete Reloff's, and no, it's not. Yes, it is. And always oh, James Cottingham. They drive them hard. Uh, Gary, car. you can probably find footage of one dicing with another car, or even crashing, or something like that. But we'll we'll. Where do is it. Goodwood, England? I know, but where? What part? What region? Uh, let's see. It's probably about it's 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 in uh, it's in Chichester. It's in Chichester. Um, seems like it's about two and a half, three hours out of London. Yeah, I've been to a few times. I've driven a car there. Um, How does it feel? Like, what's the vibe? Is it just like if you're playing at a, a, the Masters? Bunch of hillbilly yeah, races. <laughs> talking about Mopars. It's on top of a hill, right? Uh, no, there's a hill climb, and then there's an actual. Thing, but all right, we'll, we'll show That's you these something things. Else, man. Uh, show these things, uh, dicing. Yeah. Oh, my god, yeah, it's what happens in traffic. Unfortunately, he's going to fire it up, but that stayed away from the banding, the rubber banding, for a very, very long time. He's hooking it up. Let's see what the damage is as he rejoins, riding on board. Oh, uh, the oh boy. Side of the car, quite extensive, I'm afraid. And that was the car that was fastest on the qualifying time sheets with nine. Oh yeah, so that whole thing's dinged but, up. Uh, Why is it on the right side? It's not just clear, dinged up; it's caved in. Why is the wheel on the right? It's just going to park. It's uh, European. I, running oh it's yeah, it's European. Ferrari and Ferraris aren't like that. Are then changed his mind, I think. Yeah, it's they're probably uh, modified okay, for England. Oh, yeah, they make both. They make right-hand drive for English oh, and Australian. All right. Anyway, they race and Jeez, then they crash. That's something else, man. Seventy-five million dollar car, but you got to get out the English wheel and you got to fix it. I just love the lines on those old. It's more beautiful to me than the new ones. I think. Agreed. All right. Yeah. Questions, Gary. Yes, we will start here with a video question, and let me first. Uh, Continue my plea. We always need your video and email questions. You can send them to us at aceonthehouse at adamcarolla.com. You can visit us at aceontheroof.com to see the videos each week. This one is from John. He has a question about his shed and provided no further information. Let's check it out. Ace man, Stromer, what's going on? Got a quick question for you guys. Uh, we're getting a pool installed here in the backyard. I just got the shed moved over here to the right side of the pool, but I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do underneath the shed, these gaps. I want to fill them in, uh, maybe with like, I don't know, possibly lattice or something. Uh, but I just want to get you guys' opinion on what I should do. Uh, there's going to be about four feet of concrete poured around the exterior of the pool, so this ramp area is probably going to have some concrete bumped up against it just want to get some of you guys ideas or takes on it thanks here's what let me tell you let me answer this for one sec because i have a shed and i did not put barrier around the bottom of it and Mm -hmm. possums have pissed under the shed and it's the whole fucking thing smells like piss you got a pp problem i got a possum pp problem p and p p and p wow bad and so i think lattice is not enough of a barrier for critters to piss under your shed. 
I was also looking at this pool. I'm not an expert in pools, but I've done a couple. Uh, it's formed out, and it looks like it's sprayed up but with the gunite or whatever, but they didn't do the bottom of the pool. It Very just looks strange. like a mud hole, doesn't it? I, I don't know. The The red earth is at the bottom of the pool. Maybe it maybe they sh- maybe it rained and washed I think that's in or, or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know, but it seems like a very weird way. But where that's a is big this? Ass pool. Where is, is this guy? He provided no oh, information. No info. All right. Um I'm with you know, the thing about critters, uh, whatever the whether it's like a roof vent or whatever go over kill right. on, on that shit but you'd be surprised what they can squeeze through you'd be surprised what they can chew through you'd be surprised yeah and you you know you got one time to do it you don't want to redo it i would go sort of heavy duty yeah and maybe even and like beyond. panelized hardy plank or siding or or you know something that's finish worthy that looks like the house itself that you could either paint or Get in the color of your siding. Something yeah, or you could do like a hardy, backery, panely kind of thing. I, I suppose. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I was trying to think about sort of trenching it out a little. I would bit trench it a little, dropping it down yeah. four inches, uh-huh. and then putting mulch putting, or something. Putting, no, putting something up top to screw it to, yeah. attach it to, and, yeah. and even attach it to each other so it doesn't get kind of flappy. That's right. And then you could take a weenie roller and roll it flat black and then put lattice in front of it. Oh, there you go. Just sort of go oh, away. That's a good idea, yeah. some, some version of yeah. that. So what I'm sort of saying is, is I don't mind the, the, the lattice idea, but I need a little more. That's a great idea. Black behind and then lattice in front. You'd be surprised. You paint something flat black and yeah. then put something in front of it. You don't even. Yeah. It's, it's just a shadow. That's it. At that point. Good. Good. Uh, Good. But but Hardy Backer. They do all these Hardy plank siding things and you would you could just attach it to framing and have, have it rigid if it you know, I don't think you, you could probably hit each post that the thing's built on, it wouldn't be flimsy. Mm-hmm. Or sink something in, in the middle. Yeah. Like a, even a stake it'd probably be enough. All right. What else you got, Gare Bear? All right. Gare, well, you know what? I also I wanna put put the word out to our, our listeners to send things that have French in them so we can hear Gary's Beautiful accent once again. You know what, Stormer? Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take it. Anything you get more more emails and videos, I'll, I'll read the French all day long. All right. So we're going to switch over to emails here. This one is from a gentleman named Nick. He actually sent some information. So let's read here. Hi, guys. I'm building a small 3x5 bump out on our house. The house has a pier foundation skirted in plywood, so I'm building to match. I live in Maine, which is humid summers, snowy winters, and damp, muddy springs. Wood quickly turns into damp sponge around these parts. From the sub from the subfloor down, what would you recommend for an assembly to maximize the insulation and keep the two by six joists dry? I was planning on rock wool. I was planning on rock wool in the base with rigid foam screwed to the underside of the joist, but I have encountered some skeptics that say that the foam board might trap moisture. Any thoughts, emotions, or songs would help ease my mind in my first major DIY home modification. Cheers, Nick. Mm. All right, couple things. One is it looks like this guy has lattice at the bottom. He does. Of his house I noticed that with a backer. That's what you said, isn't it? It's crazy, You're right? You're a bad man. Man, between Santa Barbara oh, and this. You're like a mind reader, the, for God's sake. The sakes. great magnet 
is Why aren't pulling. you solving crime? The great magnet is pulling yeah. hard today, man. <laughs> wow. If you look at the bottom, yeah. he's got it's, shingles, it's, uh, cedar shingles, yeah. and then he's got lattice with a, with and, a backer. And I guess our, our guy could use, you know, pressure-treated ply, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, exterior gray ply wouldn't do the lattice. I think Gary, and he wants a song. Yeah, what do you want to do? Well, so, something by a guy named Nick? What no. Do we know? This is this is subfloor foundation Uh base. I think there's a song called "Build Me Up Buttercup" by the Foundations. Build me up, build me up. I don't know the fucking no shit. (laughs) I think the Foundations sung that song. Is this the Foundations? That's my connection. Come on, Stromer. I can actually do this one with you. Go. Build me. Why do you build me up? Buttercup, baby, just to let me down. And mess me around and then worst of all. You never come, baby, when you say you will. But I love you still. I need you. I need you. More than anyone, darling. I know what I had from the start. bring the foundations into a song based on our subject of our video. What the hell is happening? Well, I scanned through my Rolodex of a song brain. Uh-huh. I didn't know anything that highlighted subflooring no. or floor joists. That's right. And I went Nick, which is 100% wrong. But I did have a found a foundations band. Oh. That I could wear. Now, Buttercup has nothing to do no. with subflooring, but the foundations is what we're talking I mean, about. That's beyond. This should be heralded way more than it is being heralded. Oh, listen, time. my my brain uh, will be studied. It will. Mm-hmm. It won't be the convict brain on the shelf that no. is picked for Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Good it'll, man. it'll be studied. <laughs> I will be revered. I'll just be be thrown in a dumpster. Long after after I'm gone. Long after I'm gone. All right. Uh, So this guy's got his two by six. So I was going to go rigid foam, but that is true with moisture because it does not wick. He has his little caissons dug into the ground. I like his overbuilding. He looks like he has a sonnet tubes, right? Yeah. 10 inch or 12 inch or whatever form there. He's got his hardware zoom in a little there. Didn't 
looked like he kind of missed the center of his uh, pile Only missed it by there. about four inches. <laughs> That's all. All right. But he's, God bless him. Yep. Uh, and I guess he's going to, I guess he's going to put a French door in the side of the house yep, and have a little balcony. Maybe or it's a something. little mud room when you come in with your wet boots. Yeah. You know? Um, and he's going to insulate under the floor, which is, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, maybe we're getting back to the Hardy backer situation. I don't know. Um, I'm not really an expert uh, in moisture and that because I'm, I'm out, been in the desert my whole life. So I don't really, I don't really know. I, you're going to put bats of insulation in there, so you get a little R value. So the rock wool, he said, which is good because that will wick away the moisture, I think. But the foam, the the rigid. What if you did the rigid and drilled a couple of holes? No, no, because you're not sealing. You're talking the about box. the we're talking about rigid foam yeah, insulation. Yeah, rigid foam paneling, and then wool. He was going to do. Um. I don't know. I just feel like maybe the rigid with with a bay leave the bay open and put the rigid right at the base of the two by six, so that there's some room for air in there. You know what I mean? Not right up against the decking underneath, but give yourself a little cavern. Um, I don't know. I I don't. I think the foam would be fine. You could get it in one piece. You know, there wouldn't be seams. Maybe you could tape up the edges and stuff with right. the metal tape or something like that, yeah. or spray it with the you know whatever that that guy who has a you know a swamp boat made out of a screen oh, door, yeah, Billy Mays or Bill, whoever that no, guy that is. That guy is so that th- what is that product called where you s- smear it on the wet hole that's going? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's all right. Yeah, I I, I like what he's what he's got to yeah, do. Yeah, I do too. All right, let's see. Dion is thirty nine. Name three Dion songs, Stromer. Shit. I don't, I don't know Dion. I know the guy, but I don't know the songs. But I, I'll know the melody once you tell me. Here's my story. Look how tender you got. Sad and true. <laughs> about a girl that I once knew. She'll, She'll take your you love and run around. With every other guy in town. I don't know. It's I know it kicks in, but I don't know it. <laughs> hey! Hey! Da, 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 hey, run around Sue. Oh, run around Sue. You got me uh, with a run now that's around Dion, Sue. That's Dion in the Belmonts. Yeah. But Dion went solo. No. Mm-hmm. What did he do then? He wrote a very stirring and moving song. Yeah. Called Abraham, Martin, and John. Abraham, Martin, and John. My friend John. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me where, where he's, he's gone? gone. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> this says that Runaround Sue was for Dion after he split with the Belmonts. No. No. Runaround Sue was Dion and the Belmonts. Uh, maybe they reformed and so that was a soft it. rock cover or hit in the se- early seventies, right? Abraham, Martin, and John. Because uh, I know I turned it whenever it would come on the radio. Uh, let's see, run around Sue. Run yeah. on, from it would have been from the sixties. Uh, what's it say there, Stromer? Uh, it here. says rock and roll song modified doo-wop style. Originally a U.S. number one hit. Then it was number four in the hot R&B charts yeah. for the singer. For the singer Dion during 1961 after, after he, he split, split with, with the, the Belmonts. Belmonts. Oh, okay. I think they're talking about bringing it back because it said uh, 
Song is a modified doo-wop style song, originally a U.S. number one. It's the 500 greatest I, song of all time. I don't know. You can look at it. I'm pretty sure right. that was Dion and the Belmonts who originally originally did it. Anyway. But the Abraham, Martin, and John, I don't, I don't remember, but I know it was soft and gentle, and I would never listen to it. I'd turn the radio rapidly when it came on. You know who he's talking about? No. Wait. Abraham Lincoln. Martin, obviously Martin Balsam. <laughs> the actor. <laughs> and then John, John uh, Larroquette. Right? <laughs> you don't know who the Martin and the John are? John Lennon? Uh, no. John, John. It was written before John. I Lennon. don't know. No. Fucking John Kennedy. John, oh, and, and the, Martin. I don't know. <laughs> Scorsese? Oh, yeah. Fucking Martin Luther Marty King, Balsam, you racist. These the people were all killed. Well, Marty Balsam was killed in Mission Impossible when he was the guy that changed disguises. He was killed multiple times. He's singing about Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther Whatever. King, and John F. Kennedy. That's why I turned the thing. I don't all <laughs> felt the sting of the assassin's bullet. Oh. Good point. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for the history lesson. Let's. <laughs> I mean, once you got the Abraham Lincoln yeah, part, the yeah. other two yeah. should have fallen oh, into place. They, didn't. they really did. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, 39, Jupiter, Florida, I guess. Wait, did we ever talk yeah, to Dion? Yeah, what's up? Hi, guy. Hold Hi. on. No, we never talked to Dion. Oh, shit. I got bored with yeah. Dion. <laughs> As a wiring security said, well, hang on a second, Dion. I want to talk to the other the other Belmont here. Uh, Dominic, 39. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guy. Yeah, Ace Man, Stromer. Hey. Up? Yeah. So I got my uh, shower in the floor, but do you normally go up from the floor with the wall tile, or do you work your way down from the ceiling? Uh, you got to f- lay out your your courses on the floor, and then you can measure where it's on the floor, and then decide how to do it because your ceiling's probably not going to be level, right? So you're going to have to. Li- uh, are you going to the ceiling? Yeah, yeah. Lay lay a course of tile on the floor and measure that so you know what a full course. You want to know? Like. I mean, I've done this before with like hardwood flooring yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what kind of tile you're going with, but you know if you're going with Stromer, just, por- just your standard porcelain tile. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know what size it is, goofball. But oh, twelve inch. Sorry. Okay, twelve inch. Yeah. All right. Um, so you're, you're going to cut one yes, of them. There, yeah, but, the but, cut will probably be on the ceiling. But you don't want to. You don't want to fucking five eighths sliver at the no. top or some shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> so right. you know, look, people, whether you're doing hardwood flooring yeah. or tile or whatever. You don't have to measure the whole room out. Take three pieces of flooring and put them together. You right. know, throw tape on it. Right. You know, or four pieces or whatever. Right. Take three or four tile, like your two and a half inch right. tile. Put a spacers in it. Put it together. Yeah. Throw tape on what four tiles looks like, and then just try to translate that sure. to the wall or whatever. Just so, look, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're not going to end up with a seven eighths ribbon of of cut tile at the top. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. You just want to know. Right. And then once you know, you can kind of go, maybe I'll put a two-inch piece at the top and a two-inch piece at the bottom. Right. 
instead of one gotcha. four inch piece, or, or, or maybe a full tile on the bottom, and then I can get away with a five inch piece on top, and that won't bother me. But make sure right, you make right. sure you compensate with the spacers where it goes from the top of the tile to the ceiling and the bottom of the tile to the floor. Don't forget that. Okay. Hey, real quick, real quick. Um, I'm coming to your show in Palm Beach. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. So, so you always said if you make a really sweet kick-ass hat, I would wear it. Now, I'm not asking you to wear it, but I'm just asking you charcoal gray, light gray, or white. And oh. I'm going to get one for you too, Stromer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the charcoal gray because I tend to sweat through the the band sometimes. Yeah, I'm working it's a outside good sweaty hat. Yeah. I need a good sweaty hat. hat. Yeah, Stromer. I'll take the light the light one, man. All right, charcoal gray and light gray. We'll see God you in bless Palm you. Beach. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate Dominic from, from yeah. Jupiter. I love that guy. There's no way Dion and the Belmonts didn't sing "Run Around Sue." If you want to go down this road, we can, but I'm not going to be able to make you right. I, Ooh, this may be the time for the well, song. Well, then, what was Dion and the Belmonts' hit? That's that's the question. Uh, they had several. Uh, Breakthrough came with their first release, "I Wonder Why," which reached twenty-two on the Billboard charts. Know that one? Uh, no. It looks I like. I wonder why I love you like I do. Is it because I think you love me? All right, so that's that's not one of their biggest hits. They're, they're, <laughs> that's that's like top five, but like their top two. Uh, one song charted number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. That was When or Where slash That's My Desire. So I guess this was mm-hmm. back when it was whatever. Yeah. And then uh, number five was A Teenager in Love, I've Cried Before. So you it looks like these one? are no. single. How do you know Dion and the Belmonts? How the hell do you know this? Oh, just a teenager in love. <laughs> you know, now you'll know that song. You know Teenager in oh, Love. Yeah, you know yeah. I wonder why. Uh so then what year was that? So then Dion broke free of the Belmonts and did run around. He had Sue? to. He it, had to. He was constricted. He wanted his own thing. It must have been just right after he left the group, and then they had all the backgrounds of run around, all the doo-wop in the background. Uh, yeah. So so here's the thing. It, it, it seems that he did these by himself while he was still credited as a member of Dion and the Belmonts, and then shortly thereafter, he split to do a solo career. Here's, the, here's what it says. Other singles released for the group uh, that year continued to chart on Billboard, but were less successful. In early 1960, Dion checked into a hospital for heroin addiction, no. a problem he had since his mid-teens. At the height of the group's success, his drug dependency worsened. When when or where peaked, he was in a hospital detoxing. In addition, there were financial and musical differences between Dion and members of the Belmonts. Quote, they wanted to get into their harmony thing and i wanted to rock and roll said dion quote the label wanted me doing standards i got bored with it quickly i said i can't do this i gotta play my guitar so we split up and i did run around sue the wanderer and ruby baby in october 1960 demucci quit for a solo career now simply known as dion his first major hit lonely teenager was backed by a female chorus and it goes on all right so he got out of Dion and the Belmonts and then like immediately did run around. Sue. And I think a lot of people would just say that's Dion and the Belmonts, like radio DJs and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, because they just thought it was. Dion but when and did the he Belmonts. get into the horse? When did he start taking the smack as a if you teenager? Will, Jeez. You know, how does a, that happen? You know, you know, you know, the song, The Wanderer. Yeah. 
Do you know it? <laughs> no, you don't. Look at your <laughs> You were searching no. to see if I registered. I'm the wonder. <laughs> I call me the wonder. I roam around, around, but yeah. and he, 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 he roams. Yeah, he roams around. So you think that's where he's picked up the smack? Roaming? It could be. Yeah, he wanders around. He makes oh, he yeah. makes love to women all over the world. Yeah. Because where the pretty girls are, that's where he shows right. up. Right. He loves on them. Loves them. They're all the same. Yeah. But there's a great line in here. Yeah. They don't know his name. They call him the Wanderer. He just blows into town and bangs them. Yeah. Leaves. They don't yeah. know his name. Know. That's fantastic. But when they ask him, yeah. Which one he likes the best? Because yeah. that's the logical question. Well, they, like you're, you're banging everyone in town. Yeah. Who are? Listen. Here's my point. Wow. I've been around a lot of women. Sure you have. If they one said to me, which one? You got to decide. Yeah. You know, do you like me the best? Right. If I tore open my shirt yeah. and it just said Rosie and Look, I pointed at it. What if I tore mine open and it said Adam? <laughs> I don't think they would be happy with that answer. Oh. No, but do you think he just put Rosie on just so he could always get out from under it? And do you think the smack came at that point? And then point? who's Rosie? Like, why didn't she he stay might be with Rosie? His mom, and he just uses it as an excuse. Oh, his mom. To not have to, not have to say who you he's You know what? Into. You may have cracked the code you know on what I mean? this. Rosie but that's is his mom. The pressure of not confessing up is where the smack comes to play, right? Wow. I'll tell you, I've learned a lot. I know. I've learned that Rosie <laughs> is a viable answer yeah. for who's that bitch. Yeah. And I've learned that Dion and the Belmonts did not no. do run around Sue. No, but yet, but they, everyone thought he they was did. probably booking time after their gig to you know mm-hmm. get his thing going, right? Dion and the Belmonts, thirty nine, Long Island. Adam, I've I've been asked where are the Belmonts my whole life. Yes. Um, oh yeah. My right. uh, my grandma was a huge fan of of Dion and the Belmonts. Really. Uh, so yeah, that's who I'm named after, and wow. her name. Was Rosie? Rest her soul. She died last year. Rosie. No. no! What? Yeah. What? It's all coming around. The great magnet stromer. Her, na- her, name, was Ro- her name was Rosina, but you know they call her Rosie. Jeez. So, so I just great went, wait. Wait. Did, again. Do you, that did you have a heroin problem, Dion? I didn't know about the heroin thing. Oh yeah, I didn't. Either. I, know, I, I, don't, I don't have one myself. Oh, good. So I'm you're good. just Dion, and I just went. We just went hard on Dion for 15 minutes. I, I it all comes together. I thought you were going to say who's Dion in the Belmont. Yeah. <laughs> all right, wow, <laughs> named after Dion yeah. in the Belmont. This is big. Yes, yes. Mm. Now I got to talk to uh, Dion so Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> my, my qu- I got questions. My questions <laughs> kind of kind of. Like uh, vague, but I'm I'm a framer, so I, I can't you know I know what I'm doing when it comes to framing a house. But I want to get four wires for security cameras into my house, and I don't usually deal with like puncturing a uh, you know a house from the outside. I have cedar shingles, mm. so I got to puncture through my wall, and yeah. like I got to think about rain. Yeah. I got to think about how it looks. Like how yeah. do I get wire? I'm thinking about your like what was that recy- Oh, the recycling Corolla, recycler Corolla Rola. recycler, the recycler Rola. Recyclerola. Like, yeah. So I know that you've done stuff like this before. Like, how do I make it look nice on the outside with these wires coming in? Not okay. Nice well, okay. First off, drill as small a hole as you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if I had singer sh- c- cedar shingles, I would use a hole saw. 
even a small hole okay. saw. And, and you know, they sell those bit. escutcheons that the cable guys always use that are yeah. water resistant for wires puncturing the surface of a home. Yeah, that even have a cap. That's ca- what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. They even have yeah. a cap in them, That's too, right. with, a, with a horseshoe knocked out. That's right. So go as small as you can yeah. and make it as clean as you can. Uh, then if you're running it up the wall or outside or over the wall, you're going to have to get that U-channel. I mean, that's a, you know. Yeah. I and, and, and what I would do is I would take that U-channel, that surface mount U-channel that you see in the world's worst motels, yep. you know, when they put the ceiling yeah. fan in after yeah. after the fact. Silicone and I would spray on. paint it yeah. the color of that cedar shingle. And if you don't do that, then the sun degrades the wiring, and it, you get about five years no matter what you get. It goes crusty onion that, crap. That, that U-channel used to just come in a weird kind of fleshy, beigey shit, you know, Mustang white yeah. shit, as I, as I recall. Use as small a U-channel as you need. Drill as small a hole mm-hmm. as you need. Uh, and pre-spray paint it the color of the, you know, right. shingles. And uh, hope it goes away. Yeah, silicone it. Right? Okay. You want to silicone and pack right. it? Which side? Inside. I would. I would the do U the channel? inside of the U and just mm. run a bead yeah. and then put the it's wire. It's not going to hurt. No. I bet I'm, ex- okay. I'm guessing it's exterior grade. Is it like variable? I don't know. Romex it, or it, something. I just pulled it off my house. It's it's and it was quote unquote exterior grade. It still degrades with sun. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, silicone. I think silicone not, not going to hurt inside the U. Yeah, uh, if you want to silicone it and you know put it up while it's still wet, it'll help with the adhesion because yeah. you use a minimal amount of the weird hook mount things. Right, because you're going to have to put a couple. Yeah, at the yeah. top, one at the top, one at the bottom. Right. Or Is something. your house wood or stucco? It's shingle. Oh, shingle. It's wood. Wood. See, yeah, cedar. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Cedar I don't know, you don't see a lot of stucco. No, that's a West Coast thing. Yeah. Or it's more of a Cali thing. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dion. Did you know yep. that uh, Dion was solo on Runaround, Sue? Uh, I think I did know that, yeah. God damn it. I know, I know more Dion solo than, than the Belmonts. You want to sing uh, Abraham Martin and John? No, but you know what I do want to sing? What? The more Spandau, dude. Spandau Ballet. Oh. You guys have got that song. True. No. Like gold. Oh, gold. Yeah, yeah. Gold. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. Always believe. Yeah, okay, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. My- All right. Wait, Spandau <laughs> Ballet. Uh, what? Oh, shit. You got a brother named Spandau? Yeah. <laughs> very musical Grandma family. Spandau. God, she made good spetzel. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be uh, the fifth. February 5th, I'm yeah. going to be in Solana Beach doing stand-up. I think there's a couple tickets for the Late, sh- late Show available. Other than that, it's pretty slim picking, so you can uh, you can get on that. And you just go to amcroll.com, heading to Palm Beach and uh, heading to Baltimore. And I'm heading to Naples. I'm going everywhere. So just go to amcroll.com for all that. Um, Stromer? Yeah. Good luck in the bathroom, my God friend. bless you, sir. I can't wait for you to take a bath in this buttery oh, tub. Huh? I'm going to christen Come the on. tub. Go so, till next time, Adam Kroll for Eric Stromer and the songbird, Gary Smith. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com.
is Corolla Digital. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couples retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.